This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm a recovering sexaholic and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. I wanted to share a few things before we get started today. We hit an incredibly huge milestone this last week with Worth Recovery. I say we because without you, my listeners, there would be no Worth Recovery. I've shared before how I thought that maybe there would be a small audience for this podcast. I defined my initial success at 20 listeners. If I could come up with 20 listeners, if if there were 20 women out there who resonated with what I had to say, I would be successful. That goal quickly came and went within the first week. And I was challenged with the need to kind of redefine my success. What would be my new goals with Worth Recovery? I thought a lot about it, a lot about it. There was obviously an audience for what I had to say. There were obviously people, women and men, because there are some male followers out there who found value in the things I had to share in my experiences and the experiences of those who have been guests with us. I thought about some goals, some benchmarks maybe for success. This podcast is harder than you think to put together. It takes me a good four to five hours to outline, record, edit, and then post each 25 minute podcast. That's a good eight to 10 hours a week. I've gotten a little better as time goes by. At least I feel like I have maybe. And I have for sure gotten more comfortable with my own voice. It's been a journey. And it's only been four months. Kind of crazy to think about. But back to the point here. I made some goals. I made some goals about what I wanted to do with Worth Recovery. First, I wanted to reach more women. I want women to not feel alone in this addiction. And so I made the goal of finding 100 followers, 100 women, 100 people that would listen to what we had to say. Second, I wanted to find more women to share their stories. I wanted to have more guests, try to break the shame for more women. I made a goal of having 20 women on the show this year. Third, I wanted to offer services beyond just the podcast. This was always meant to be just a beginning. I wanted to provide that rally point, a place where we could be real, where women could find help and where we could connect and work together. Well, I am extremely proud to say that we have met almost all of these goals. I, I can hardly believe it. I'm both freaked out and in total awe and incredibly proud all at the same time. I'm having kind of a difficult time wrapping my brain around it. May 10th of this year, May 10th, 2016, we had over 100 downloads in a single day. 100 episodes were downloaded. That doesn't count all of you who stream the episodes or listen to them from the website. These are just people who downloaded the episode. And that to me is totally amazing. Based on the statistics the hosting and podcast company have provided me, we have had just over 500 unique listeners for this podcast. If you stream or listen from the website, that doesn't always count here. This is mind-blowing and truly, truly humbling for me. Also, a few days ago, I spent some time trying to understand my audience more. 
I wanted to know who you are and where you are from and what you are doing. And this is what I learned. There are people listening to this podcast on a regular basis from the United States, from Canada, Brazil, Italy, Australia, Spain, Dominican Republic, and the Netherlands. Can you believe that? I still can't quite believe it. Hello to all of you international ladies all over the world. I'm so grateful that you found us. I'm excited to also announce that Worth Recovery is on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Find us, join us. There are so many of you listening, and we all kind of still hide in the shadows. We still aren't joining groups or communities. This addiction can feel scary, shameful, and just plain awful. Without a supportive community that let me talk about it, that let me put it out there and deal with it, I would have never started recovery. Maybe you don't feel like you have that in your life. Well, help me start it. Join us on Facebook and Twitter or Pinterest. Get on the website and comment. Tell us what you think about the episodes you're listening. Start talking, start writing, start connecting. My second goal was to bring you more guests, more stories from women. Without other women in my life, I wouldn't have gotten sober or made significant progress in recovery. So far, we've had seven different women on the show, and I have a lineup in the coming months to bring you even more women to meet my goal of 20 different women this year. More experiences, more stories, more connection. Do you want to share? Do you want to talk about what your addiction has done in your life and and your recovery? I want to hear from you. Email me, get on the website, fill out the form, let's set something up. We can interview over the phone, you can write your story and I'll read it. We can do amazing things if we all join together. I'm also excited about some of the other guests that we have coming up. I have a therapist lined up who's going to share some of their thoughts and I'm just totally fired up about all of these people that are going to be joining us on Worth Recovery in the coming months. My last goal was to start providing additional services beyond just the podcast. So I'm excited that today marks the beginning of recovery coaching services provided by Worth Recovery. What is recovery coaching, you ask? Well, let me tell you. Recovery coaching is about empowering you with the skills it takes to stabilize your life, gain sobriety, and get you moving forward in recovery. It has three focus areas, goals and accountability, rituals and routines, and connection and support. I don't know about you, but when I started recovery, I wanted someone who had been there, someone to be my guide, someone to help and support me. My therapist was amazing, and I could never have done it without him, and now that I'm in a new area without my new therapist. But I needed more help. I had a sponsor who was also amazing, but my work with my sponsor was focused on working the 12 steps, as it's supposed to be. She was there to assist me in working the 12 steps of recovery, and she does an amazing job at it. But I still needed more. On top of triggers and sobriety challenges, I was trying to change all the behaviors that had led me to addiction in the first place. There were boundary issues, codependency, co-addictions, trauma, betrayal, faulty core beliefs, work, family, relationships. Yeah, you get the idea, right? So many things. And that is where a recovery coach comes in. Together, we look at your life and recovery on a broad scale, design a vision of where you want to go, break it down into small steps, manageable steps, and then get you moving. This is what I've been doing professionally with individuals, departments of companies, and even whole organizations for years. I'm trained in coaching and strategic planning. I'm super excited to now be doing this with women in recovery. 
When I say I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you, I'm not kidding. I think about you every day. I'm excited to help you move forward in your life. The world needs you. It needs who you are. It needs your experience. It needs your recovery. But more important than the world, because when I came into recovery, I didn't care about the world. You need you. You are worth recovery. You, right now where you are, in whatever circumstances you find yourself, you are valuable, you are loved, and you are worth it. There is a big part of you who wants to recover and be the amazing, awesome self you are. I want to help you do that. I want to help you rediscover, or maybe even just discover, who that amazing, awesome woman is. There are individual and group coaching courses and options available to you. All you could want to know is on the website, worthrecovery.com, including how to contact me, how to evaluate if this would work for you, and how it all works. And to all of you out there who have made this happen, all of you women around the world listening to this podcast, first, let me say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your courage, your inspiration, your encouragement, and your recovery. This may sound weird. I'm a huge fan of the TV show Bones. Huge. I think I've mentioned that before. At least once or twice, probably. If you don't know, it's about a forensic anthropologist, Bones, and her FBI partner, Booth, who solve murders together. In one episode, Bones says to Booth, Every death affects me. As humans, we all share human DNA. We are all connected through that DNA. And so when someone dies, a little part of me dies also. I believe that to be true. And because of that, I also believe the converse statement is true as well. When someone lives, a little part of me lives as well. Because we all share human DNA, we are all connected through that DNA. And so when someone recovers, when someone makes the smallest of steps towards recovery, whatever that is and wherever you are, a little part of me recovers as well. We are all connected. And your recovery, even if I don't know you or don't know who you are, your recovery strengthens me. Your steps towards change, towards better living, towards sobriety, towards healing, towards hope, towards life, all of those steps heals a little bit of me and it helps me live just a little bit more. I feel privileged to be a small part of that for you. You are a huge part of that for me. So thank you. And second, to all of you out there who have made this happen, all the women listening around the world, Let me affirm to you that you are not alone. Your immediate circle in your area might be small and you might feel alone at times, but know that there are at least 500 of us around the world striving to recover who face similar challenges that you do. We think about you. We pray for you. We love you. And all of this brings me to today and today's topic. Today is episode 30 and our topic is comparison, the opposite of connection. One of my favorite lines in all of recovery literature that I have studied comes from the Sexaholics Anonymous white book. It comes from the section called The Problem on the very first page of the book and it states, quote, many of us felt inadequate, unworthy, alone, and afraid. Our insides never matched what we saw on the outsides of others, close quote. The first time I read this quote, I sobbed. One statement, two sentences summed up the first 35 years of my life. 
I felt inadequate, unworthy, alone, and afraid. No matter what I seemed to do in my life, no matter what accomplishments I had, my insides, how I viewed myself, how I felt about myself, what I saw in myself, never, ever matched what I saw in others. Ever. No amount of money, weight loss, new clothes, prestigious jobs, awards, acknowledgement, or validation could seem to even the score. I was forever lacking. I wasn't ever short enough, pretty enough, athletic enough, thin enough, smart enough, funny enough, clever enough, artistic enough, healthy enough, rich enough, or compassionate enough. I was never enough. And then there was also this list of areas where I was too much. I was too tall, too loud, too musical, too fat, too talented, too smart, too talkative, too nice, too efficient, or too witty, too spiritual. My experiences had taught me that I was always in one of the extremes, either too much or not enough. I had spent my life trying to make up for the areas where I didn't measure up and simultaneously tame the areas of my life where I was too much, trying not to be seen, yet desperately needing to be seen all at the same time. What a confusing, complicated, contradicting world to be living in. As I attended meetings week after week after week, for month after month after month, I learned a lot. I listened to women and men be authentic, share their struggle, talk about their challenges, their addictions, their lives, their families, their jobs, their fears, their successes. And somewhere along the line, it sunk in. As I read that statement again one day, it occurred to me just how unfair that comparison is. The comparison of my insides with the outsides of others. As I listened to these people share, I was blown away. Looking at them in my limited view of who they were and also with my judgmental spirit, I would never have suspected that they were addicts. If I had met them on the street, it would never have occurred to me that they could have a dark past or that they were struggling in any way, in any way at all. I always assumed everyone was much better off than I was and that I was the only one who couldn't seem to handle my life. I was comparing my own insights, the darkness, the dread, the fear, the emptiness, the addiction, the obsession, the acting out with the outsides, what I saw and assumed about others. And then one day it happened to me. (laughs) Someone said these words to me. I would have never guessed that you were struggling with life in any way. You always seem to be so put together and on top of it. I can't believe you are sad for any moment of your life. What? I wanted to scream. Do you even know me? Do you have any idea who I am or what my life is like? Do you know I can't even get through the day without escaping somehow? Can't you tell I live my life in fantasy? Can't you tell this is all a facade? That inside I'm shrinking, dying even just a little bit. Isn't my face a dead giveaway that I'm unlovable, that no one really wants me, and that I'll be alone the rest of my life? (laughs) Did I scream? No. I probably said something like, oh, you have no idea what it's like to be me. Laughed a little bit, and then brushed off what I'm sure was intended to be a compliment. But the irony of the situation was not lost on me. My insides, what I saw in myself, my lack and my too much sides of the same coin, were not what everyone else saw. This kind of was surprising to me, and I learned that in comparing myself to everyone else, I was consistently making two massive assumptions. One, I assumed that everyone could see my insides, 
that I was broken and everyone knew it. And two, I assumed that I was seeing the insides of everyone else. I had lived my whole life like that, always assuming that people saw the deep recesses of my soul and that I was, in turn, also seeing the deep recesses of their soul. Recovery has taught me that that simply isn't true, that both of those assumptions are totally false. And when I play into those assumptions, what I am doing is comparing. I'm comparing my insides with the outsides of others. And what a totally unfair, untrue comparison. Yet that is what we do all of the time, isn't it? We see people post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we think, wow, look at their life. Look how beautiful they are, what they are doing, all the vacations they are taking, how amazing their kids are. And we start thinking, my life isn't like that. I can't even keep it together. My kids are a wreck all the time. I can't afford to get new shoes, let alone leave the state, go on vacation. And in that moment, in that very moment when we make a comparison, is when we stop connecting with others. My sponsor told me that once. The opposite of connection is comparison. And that is 100% true. The opposite of connection is comparison. The minute I begin comparing my life, my struggle, my addiction, my recovery, or any part of myself to someone else, two things happen. First, I begin objectifying both of us. I turn both of us into objects rather than the complicated, deep people that we are. This is especially true when I compare body parts. She's thinner, she has better hair, or is taller than me. What I am doing in my head is creating a ranking system. Whether I'm conscious of it or not, I create a ranking system in my head, a system that equates value and worth to these things that I compare. She's thinner, so she's more worthy. She has better hair, so she's more valuable. I'm taller than her, so that makes me a better person. And we begin to keep score on this ranking system of our own worthiness and value in comparison to those around us or those that we see in our lives. I'm sure if you thought about it, you could come up with five people above you and five people below you for each of the following categories, financial stability, education, and attractiveness. It's not that difficult. You're keeping a ranking system in your head. That's the first thing that happens. We start to objectify. The second thing that happens is I begin the image management process. This is where I filter everything going on in my life or the lives of those around me to create the image I want this other person in my life to see. Rather than be real and authentic, rather than actually connect with people about where I am and what is going on in my life, I start hiding some things and emphasizing others. I tell parts of stories that put me or my family in a better light. I start managing what certain people see to try and level out the playing field and prove to others my value and worth. I might even start lying. I might start exaggerating or expanding the truth around certain areas or certain people. I might include things that I wanted to say but didn't really say in the stories that I tell. That's the second thing that happens, image management. The problem with both of these things, objectification and image management, is that they prevent me from connecting to people. I can't be authentic, show my stripes or my struggle when I'm managing my image. I can't connect with people or show empathy when I'm constantly evaluating the ranking system in my head. Comparison is the opposite of connection. And let me tell you, it is so subtle. 
we compare when we start sentences like this. At least you fill in the blank. It's not that bad. You fill in the blank. You think that was hard. Listen up. <laughs> or maybe we say, well, you should have. Uh, yeah. I would have never done. Right? When those statements get directed at me, I shut down. I don't want to show up. I don't want to be vulnerable, real, or authentic. I know that you're not actually listening to me. You're just comparing what I did to what you have seen in the past or what you think you would have done. The worst of it happens when we start comparing our acting out behaviors. Have you had that happen to you? These are statements I have actually heard. You only acted out with seven men? Are you sure you're an addict? Ugh, ouch. You never had sex with men outside of your marriage? Oh, that's not really cheating then. I'm much worse off than you are. Wow. Or how about this one? You're so lucky your addiction is only pornography and masturbation. You're really a saint among sinners. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't help anyone when we start comparing our acting out behaviors. Women, we need to do better. We have an intimacy disorder. We are scared to connect. Connection is hard. Intimacy is hard. We want to be real and authentic, but we're struggling to make it work for us in a healthy way. One step, one move we can make towards better connection and better intimacy is to stop comparing. I'm committing myself to do better. I'm committing to compare less and relate more. I'm committing to deny less and validate more. I'm committing to talk less and listen more. And I'm committing to escape less and feel more. I want more love and more connection in my life. I'm learning how to connect with boundaries in place so that connection doesn't overtake or overwhelm my life. I'm learning what healthy connection looks like and how to evaluate the connections that I have going on. I'm learning the difference between attachment and connection and how to use both of them in my life. Ladies, we can do this. We can compare less and connect more. I hope that you'll make a small move towards that today. Because when we all make one small move towards healing, we all heal just a little bit more. I know that's true. And I'm excited to create more ways that we can all connect with each other. Before we close... I want to remind you of the new group recovery coaching program that we're now offering at Worth Recovery. This new program is called Igniting Recovery, and it's a four-week or a 28-day intensive group coaching program designed to help you lay the foundation of your recovery. It is great for those of you that are new to recovery and also for those of you that have been in recovery for a while and need a tune-up. Every day, you'll receive information about a specific topic that you can explore and learn about, apply to your life, and then you share it with the group. It's all done on your own time when and where you want to do it throughout the day. It's going to require between 30 and 60 minutes of work a day. Like I said, it's intensive, but you can spread it out throughout the day and make it work for you. There are also going to be weekly webinars and Q&A sessions that are totally optional for you to attend. Our first course is going to start May 22nd. That's soon. There are limited seats available because I really want to make sure that the group is small and can get to know each other. But I'm super, super fired up about this. All the details are on the website, worthrecovery.com. I hope you'll join us. As always, well, as always, I'm a little bit emotional about this today. I hope you remember 
that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel in this very moment, no matter how much comparison's going on or how disconnected you feel, you are worth recovery. You are 100% worth it. I know that. And if you don't, just rely on my knowledge until you do. Keep up the fight. I think about you. I pray for you. I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.